Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA, private label, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we'll bring you another special guest. His name is Aaron. He's the co-founder and CEO of Ecom Stores, where they specialize on helping you find basically an alternative when it comes to selling on Amazon. They find the perfect store for you or central accounts and also allow you the opportunity to sell your store and your brand. So it's a very interesting uh, business model. And on top of that, Aaron is gonna basically showcase how you can leverage his company to basically um, dive in into this um, world of selling on Amazon. So Aaron, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Uh, thank you so much for coming. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, doing, doing very well. My pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I know we started basically a, a conversation and actually partnership now uh, as of last week and i was uh, very impressed with what you guys are doing in the space i think you know having the opportunity to start selling with a already an established amazon store is definitely something that's becoming a, a hot topic lately it's mainly because you know some people do, do, doesn't really want to go through all the hustle of having to open an amazon account or some people just want to get a, a business that's basically already up and running and even the opportunity of selling your 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 account that that's that's a, a big opportunity because we also had this conversation that a lot of startups just basically stop selling or they just don't know what to do with their account and let's be honest their account more than ever is an asset like uh, we know how uh, difficult is getting uh, some uh, in, in specific uh, categories to get approved and things like that so it's going to be interesting to to dive in into the topic today um however we jump before we jump into that Aaron, uh, i want to talk a little bit about you i do that with all, all my guests like i want to learn more about who's Aaron, how you jump into the e-commerce space and what made you basically found your company um and then from there of course we can dive into the topic yeah absolutely yeah thank you so um, I actually started off um, on Amazon when I was living in Australia. So many moons ago, it was uh, 2013, and I was working in the in in the mines out in some of the hottest uh, temperatures in the world. And I was like, okay, this there's got to be a better way to uh, earn a living. So come across, I started. Well, first I started to learn about affiliate marketing and so forth. Then I got an email promoting an Amazon course. Um, back then it was, it was called uh, amazing seller machine. It was one of the first big courses that was promoted. And then, um, I just dived straight into that and launched, launched my business after four months, you know, we, we started, it took off, you know, and things were a lot different back then. Um, but it took off, we was doing, you know, 40, 50,000 a month after month three or four. And then I kind of just handed in my notice for my, my job and went full, full time, full time on Amazon, basically. So it was, it was yeah. all happened real quick. Um, so that's, that was the inception into, to, into Amazon. And back then it was, 
you know, the first product was, you know, Garcinia Cambogia. So everybody was selling this thing, right? Um, so learned a ton. I was really green into business, didn't know much. But, you know, essentially what happened was we, you know, we ran our own private label companies for probably about six and a half years from that point. And, you know, we spent 2014, 15 building uh, a team of 45 staff in the Philippines and, you know, really helping us to grow our own brands. Um, and yes. I've done that with a couple of business partners. We, we also ran helped run other people's companies um, using our, uh, our systems and our team. And yeah, eventually that partnership came to an end. We had a bit of a, a disagreement. And essentially um, at that point, I had like probably four or five different brands, supplement brands and so forth, because I made the mistake early on of getting too excited, right? I was like, okay, great. This is, <laughs> this is, uh, this is going well. I'm going to launch three more brands without, you know, the infrastructure. Well, we had, we had the infrastructure, but essentially my, my focus was, was split. Uh, and that taught me a, a big, big lesson uh, in business. Um, so when the partnership actually, you know, came to an end, I was there trying to catch these three or four brands um, and all these plates, um, you know, that were falling in. Eventually, you know, ultimately, you know, a couple died, a couple done, done, done okay. But um, it was a huge lesson for me in, in, in focus, basically. So um, that was my, my kind of background, nice. um, how I got started. And, and then about four years ago, um, we kind of stumbled across the idea of acquiring uh, the assets of Amazon businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, because I actually had some of my friends asking me, hey, look, do you have uh, an old um you know amazon store that you don't use anymore um and then we yeah. we 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 you know we sold these and then we started helping others do the same so that was kind of uh and that's kind of what we do now so we acquire uh, and then we turn around and we sell uh, amazon stores from business owners who don't use them and we sell them on to companies that are looking to fast track their their growth on the amazon platform very yeah, nice man. very nice yeah, what a journey! Congrats, and it's funny. Yeah, I remember also that that people moment just to relate with you when I took the decision of going all in and into my Amazon journey. It was very scary, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's all about if you have a a a, a name in life of things that you want to achieve for yourself in terms of business and also the lifestyle. I guess that's why you also took the decision of becoming an Amazon seller. Then I guess if you do things right, which we all know is difficult, it's not easy. But if you follow the methodology and, and you find the right products and all of that, you definitely can have a, a very big success when it comes to selling on Amazon. I think the reason why I mentioned this as my next point is because all this is perfect and all this, of course, can go very well. But if you don't have the right uh, account, which in this case, the asset, this can be a much more difficult process because I have so many people that come to me. They have an amazing idea. They have an amazing product, but for some reason or not, they don't able to open an account or they don't able to get ungated or they're not able to find a specific, um, yeah, they're not able to basically open their gates to, to the specific market. And that's, that's, I think where you guys come in with e-com stores because, and, and I'm sure you're going to talk about this. I think, um, especially more now than ever, Amazon is making it so tough. 
to get and get in certain categories. And I think an, another picture which it would be also to to learn from you would be also from the wholesale side because we all know that sometimes um, the feedback uh, of of the account and the on the history of the account is very important to buy the 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 to to win the buy box, which is super important as as a wholesale as well. So let's start first, I guess, from this perspective of um, you know uh, people that buy accounts when it comes to the ungating side of things like is that something you see more more than ever like people buying an account just because of that or, or what is the main purpose lately that you've been seeing yeah yeah thank you it's a great question so um if i can just use an analogy or a metaphor to mm -hmm. explain what we're talking about you're touching on what what you just said is you know if we if we say that winning on amazon is kind of like winning a race The only difference mm -hmm. is many many people can win the race, and there's not just one winner. Mm -hmm. But to win a race, you need two things really. You need great drivers. So in this example, you know the drivers are the products you sell, the systems, exactly. mm -hmm. the team you have, the capital you have to launch the business and the brand. All critical in any business, right? You need good drivers, and the other thing you need is a good vehicle. Uh, and you know, in this analogy, the vehicle is the actual Amazon store itself. Because not all Amazon stores are created equal. So um, a lot of the older stores um, are grandfathered into a lot a lot better features uh, than the new stores. For example, mm -hmm. a lot of the older stores have um, faster payment cycles. Exactly. Um, some of the really old stores, they they pay out in full every single day. These are That's legacy. Crazy, yeah, yeah it's, these yeah. are like before 2006. You can press a button in the store and it, it spits out your cash in full, no reserves. The next day, it's... it's um, If you think about that compared to um, a store which is new, uh, the cash flow cycle, you get paid in full every three and a half weeks to get the full amount from Amazon. Um, It gets you, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, over 20 times the cash flow cycle. So you can imagine it's what that can do for a business. It's hard to compete if your competitors have got, you know, a cash flow cycle that pays you out 20 times faster than yours, right? Um, so that's just, just, you know, one example. Um, them, them store, them daily pay stores are really rare, but there's stores that pay every seven days or every 14 days. Um, so if Amazon owed you a hundred thousand, let's just say, um, then you'd get that 400,000 after 14 days, um, versus if you have what, what we call a reserve store where they hold your money, it will take you about 23, 24 days to receive that full hundred grand, um, which slows down the growth of the business. You can't, you know, you don't have that money to reinvest into PPC into inventory and to hiring team and you know so like compound interest compounds over time um you know so does having a faster cash flow cycle so you know you, you buy, buy inventory you sell the inventory the money comes back around into your account faster uh, and that that compounds because you can reinvest and it grows um over time i hope that i hope that makes sense yeah. in terms of yeah um, makes the cash sense. Flow. yeah yeah Yeah, cash flow, and uh, thank you so much for pointing that out. I, I, that's even something I, I, I didn't thought uh, when asking the question because that's true. Like I forgot, like some of the legacy accounts have faster, um, basically, uh, payment um, timeframes when it comes to withdrawing the money, and that's key. Like we see more and more, especially now when it comes to um, scaling your Amazon brand, that cash flow is king from the from the 
because basically what you have to understand and i'm sure you can then elaborate on this is like if you have any issues when it comes to cash flow first of all you're not going to be able to pay your suppliers on time to start producing the second batch of inventory then if you don't produce the second batch of inventory enough on time you go out of stock if you go out of stock then you need to position your products again that means more money towards ppc and it's a vicious cycle over and over again just because you don't have the money fast enough so it makes total sense that somebody will pay the premium to go to some of these legacy accounts because just from the perspective of you make this investment once, but then you forget about having this issue in the future is a huge advantage among your competition, which I see on a daily basis just struggling because of the time it takes from Amazon to pay. And only that, the reserve, which let's be honest, the reserve sometimes is, is it can be so random that it's difficult for you to really make any sense about how much money you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it fluctuates as you know, when you create a new, a new store, the Amazon essentially don't trust you yet. And that's, that's yeah. as expected. So the, re the reserves are really intense. So yeah, I mean, that that's, that, that, that's what really um, slows the growth of, of any company, right? If it, the slow the cash flow cycle is, is it the, the geek, geeky term is a cash conversion cycle, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. the faster the cash conversion cycle in any business, the faster it can grow. Um, you know, if the capital is redeployed, um, and yeah, what, what we see is some of the, you know, the, yeah, some of the higher kind of level sellers that have multiple brands and they have multiple companies, they, they essentially have, uh, multiple established stores across these brands so they can stagger their cash flow cycles you know mm -hmm. a few days apart so if, if anything anything happens you know for example amazon uh, there's they put your account under review as we, we know amazon have a habit sometimes of doing doing crazy things then mm -hmm. um that's that, that really helps cash flow keep keep rolling and uh, coming into the, across the portfolio of businesses um you know and that's without having to go and have a, like a short-term payday loan, uh, which there are some great solutions out there, but oftentimes the fees actually compound as well with, with these services, exactly. which can be expensive and it just eats your margin, you know, in the business. And, um, that's, that's why, why some yep. folks essentially acquire these because it's like, you know, you just, you acquire it once and then that, that, that's a, a gift that keeps on giving essentially, because it's just, instead of paying ongoing fees that compound. Of yeah. Now, I, I think another uh, reason which goes a little bit back to to my first question is regarding the, um, the gating, the gated categories, because we know how difficult that can be. And I'm sure a lot of people that come to you, they want to buy an account from the mayor, uh, basically a point that otherwise they will spend so much time into getting this and get it because of the extra paperwork and also combined by the fact of having to open the account in the first place and all that is a lot of awesome. So tell me a little bit, what are some of the main categories you, you see being very attractive when it comes to this? Like, are you, will it, this be more on like on the supplement space or, or on the cosmetics? Like what are some of the, just out of curiosity, what are some of the hottest categories people are looking to find on gated accounts basically? Yeah. Yeah, great question. We the, it it really um, depends on the model. So we work with private label sellers, we work with wholesale mm -hmm. sellers, um, you know, really across the board. And it it depends on on you know what they're after. But yeah. you're absolutely right. Some some of the you know some of these older stores just because they're grandfathered in, um, they've got access to literally thousands of more subcategories in terms of ungated. Exactly. And, 
you know, thousands of brands that new accounts are restricted in. Um, talking to the wholesale seller, really, um, in this in this point, it's um, well, you know, if you've got access to a restricted amount of um, you know categories and brands, uh, and you've that means you know, opening a new store will give you access to kind of the limited amount of, of categories and brands. So oftentimes when everybody's trying to sell the same product, the margins are smaller. Um, and then what that means is there's, you know, less profitable products to sell, makes it hard to get traction on Amazon. And, you know, that's that's one of the biggest challenges. So oftentimes these ungated stores that are grandfathered in often comes again with thousands more subcategories and brands. So sellers can find profitable products, hit the ground running and, um, have less competition on these on these ASINs and, and you know winning products, so they can hit momentum, you know, and, and start growing their their, their company. Um, so yeah, we've, we yeah. get we get requests for, for a lot of grocery um, mm -hmm. supplements is is a big one. Um, you know, a lot of PPE equipment as well in in some cases. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it really ranges depending on on kind of what exactly. products they have access to and what they kind of want to sell. Yeah, and I think that that strategy alone is is very clear because essentially what you're doing by buying one of these super uh, uh, difficult categories to get engaged, you remove a ton of competition that not all these other wholesalers cannot sell that product, and just the investment alone of buying this account in the first place is completely uh, worth it because then by spreading the cost on the fact that now you have a huge margin because you're the only one controlling the buy box is is like a no-brainer, right? So I'm sure uh, that's a, a very smart way to to start your wholesaler journey because I agree. Like we have this conversation with a lot of wholesalers, and they're struggling sometimes because the new accounts they give you very limited access to what you can really resell and the brands. And then you, you start competing among the same community because let's be honest, and you know this, the wholesale community, they start using the same network of distributors and all of that. And then at the end of the day, everybody has the same pricing and stuff. But having access to this unique category is, is very smart. Um, now, that's on the on the category and the gating. I think another interesting thing is regarding the inventory side of things, right? Because we also know that some of these older accounts, they are not as limited as the new ones that pretty much they <laughs> they pretty much only allow you to send 10 products and you and you are already at capacity. So tell me a little bit about that. How people are use also using this strategy of buying stores to be clearer with uh, inventory capacity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um as you as you touched on, can be uh you know a bit a big constraint to the businesses. Okay, I'm sending in 10, 20 units or a tiny shipments at a time. The logistics of that weigh heavy on the team. The margins go down and it's just, you know, it's, it's not efficient as a business standpoint, mm -hmm. especially if you've got winning products that you know you can really sell. So mm -hmm. oftentimes the the stores that are kind of got history and, 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 mm -hmm. and track record, then, you know, so for example, we, we have stores that, we, we find that have millions in, in sales or tens of millions in, in some cases and stores that you know might only have a couple of hundred thousand but because of that track record with amazon when you start making sales inside of the store the ipi store uh, the, the ipi score should i say um and the inventory uh, capacity limits can be increased generally a lot faster than a brand new store where amazon do not trust you yet right so that's that really the reason people do that, of course, is more margin 
Um, they can scale their brand quicker or their, their wholesale business. Um, this is a big one for both private label and wholesale sellers. So really they can make more capital, uh, make more, make mm -hmm. more sales and profit and more momentum. And all of this kind of acts like a, if you think of like a, a flywheel, right? All these different things added together really create a competitive edge on the platform against other sellers who just, you know, to use that analogy again, they might just have a slower vehicle uh, exactly. than yourself. So, um, so yeah. Good. Now, um, on top of that, um, and some, that's something I, I briefly touched also when I was doing the intro of regarding some of the main perks of buying a new store is the buy box side of things. Because we all know that the buy box is also heavily driven on, on the history of the account, the feedback amount and all that kind of things. So to, um, what is some of the behavior you see when it comes to that as well? Like, is there a specific, and when I say behavior is basically around the criteria, uh, when it comes to buy books, is there a specific amount of years or a specific amount of feedback that is very key to hit in terms of a threshold to actually say, okay, this one's going to give me a good buy box performance? Is Do you have some high level um, guidelines when it comes to that? Like what would be an account with good buy box performance if you can share that? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. So like we don't have this... As you probably guess, it's not an exact science, right? It's, it's always exactly. tough. Of course, of course, of course, of course. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't ever feel comfortable saying this is the, the, the frame because yeah. with Amazon, it's such a complex and sensitive yeah. piece. And, you know, it's uh, it's hard to <laughs> really, really know exactly. But from what we see and from why why folks acquire these stores, as a general rule, the, the higher the seller feedback, the more trust mm -hmm. uh, Amazon give that, that store, right? Yeah. And, you know, do you have a history of, delivering on your promises to Amazon's customers, that's reflected in the seller feedback score uh, exactly. amongst other metrics, right? So the higher the seller feedback, um, the, the higher the chance that you're going to win the buy box and have more buy box share amongst competitors. So again, coming back to that snow, that, that flywheel analogy, um, you know, we just a, a side note, we had uh, a store which had 200,000 seller feedback um, wow. and it, you know, like 60,000, 60 million in sales in total. And Crazy. You know, hmm. it's a couple of a couple of things to know on, on this. When you've got that level of seller feedback and trust, you're going to receive more buy, buy box share versus other competitors. But another um, thing we've, we've, we've found out is if you're selling a wholesale, brands will leave your seller account alone more often than not. If you've got, if they look at, if they look at their listing and they see, um, you know, 10, 10 companies that have really low seller feedback and, you know, bad rates mm, exactly. versus a, a, a seller that's got, you know, thousands of seller feedback positive. Nice. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it, they don't, from our reports, from, from our clients, they don't get hit with, hey, get off our listing and, you know, exactly. uh, IP complaints and all that stuff because, you know, they're like, well, this, this, this seller account. It's a real seller, like a reputable distributor yeah. or reseller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, so, so that's um, that's kind of that's what we see uh, in the in the wholesale uh, arena with the with the seller feedback. Um, Interesting. But ultimately, you know, it comes down to as well when you open a new store again, Amazon don't trust you. Your reserves are on the there's different tiers of reserves. You have to earn your earn your trust over exactly. time. And um, what that means is, oftentimes when you if you're looking to scale out the gate and you you know how to run an Amazon business or you're looking to hit the ground running. 
Amazon can put restrictions on the store, velocity reviews, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they want to review your store invoices and re- exactly. review your supply chain. All this can really throw, you know, a big speed bump in the, you know, how fast you can grow your business. It could take uh, an extra, you know, six, 12 months to, to Amazon to trust you enough to be able to ramp up to the levels you want. Mm-hmm. And that six, 12, six to 12 months of, you know, to, to open the store, get it ungated, you know, um, have enough trust by Amazon for them to not put you in review, you know, the limited sales you can do until you're out of, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, gradually ramping sales up. So you, you're not raising any red flags. It can take six to 12 months. And from what we've seen in, in that's six to 12 months of lost sales and profit essentially. So, um, yeah, very good. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. I agree. Like is that, that's why at the beginning I was doing the analogy with your story. Like, uh, of course, um, that is super important to have the right vehicle because even if you do the right things as a seller but you don't have the right vehicle it's like it's gonna be tough and all and all the things that impact the vehicle is the thing you just mentioned so it's key um now um let's talk a little bit because now we have we have already mentioned the benefits but let's talk about the whole process because i'm sure some people might be a little bit afraid because they basically don't know how the process works about how this works they might think oh if i buy an account for another person is that legal could i get suspended is that safe so can, can you clarify those points for all, all the ones listening and watching yeah totally yeah it's it's a really common question and essentially how we acquire and and sell these assets of businesses is no different to aggregators of how they buy a seven and eight figure company so um, our process is fully legal and compliant with Amazon's terms of service and it, everything's done. So there's a, a legal, uh, you know, chain of title from the mm-hmm. ownership of the assets, just as if it was a seven or eight figure company being bought, essentially. Our mm-hmm. process is just a lot you know, shorter because it's just the store itself that's exactly. being acquired. So, um, we, yeah, we, that's, a, that's a common question and there's so many misconceptions around, oh, <laughs> we sell a business yeah. on Amazon. Amazon allow thousands and thousands of businesses to be bought and sold every single year on their platform. And Amazon are very okay with that. You know, that's why mm-hmm. they've got whole teams uh, dedicated to supporting um, exactly. aggregators and so forth. They, they know the platform's got some catching up to do in terms of, um, you know, the challenges that sellers can face on the platform when they're owning multiple business. So that's something I think they're actively working on but in terms of the process yeah we've since i think three and a half four years we've bought sold and transferred over 1500 amazon stores to date so we just make sure they're done right every time and follow amazon's um terms of service when doing so so uh so that's that's uh kind of the process but yes no different to to an aggregator buying a buying a seven eight nice And now another question people may have, especially if uh, maybe I'd, I already some of the listeners and the ones watching them already have an account and they might want a second account for wholesale purposes or a second brand. Like, um, can you also clarify that point? Because I know people is always afraid about the fact of having a second account and so on. And I know, of course, that's allowed, but uh, there's some, of course, conditions when it comes to that. So could you also clarify that part? Like, it, it, Because I'm sure, like, even if you're already a seller, you can buy another account. It's just that sometimes people, it's not, it, they don't really know how it works and, and what things to consider. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's, again, another another one mm-hmm. of Amazon's confusing um, 
guidelines because things change and you know people have mixed experience in opening a new store or acquiring mm-hmm. a store. So Amazon, as you know, allow you to have as many stores as you want, providing there's a valid business reason, mm-hmm. right? That's why some aggregators might have 500 different <laughs> exactly. Stores. So, okay, so that's an extreme example, but to, to <laughs> land the point, you can have as many as you want and, you know, providing that there's that valid reason. Um, I think they're becoming more relaxed around, um, you know, that because we've seen that trend over the last few years first it was um you're not allowed and then you're you are allowed um yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to give them permission and now it's like you don't have to ask for permission so <laughs> it seems like they're becoming more and more relaxed um but there's a there's a few trains of thought you could reach out to amazon saying hey look we're acquiring um uh we're acquiring uh, we're going for a business transaction requiring this this uh this store and request their permission go through that process you know that's one way you can do it and then amazon essentially will link the two the downside to that is okay well if they're linked and then a competitor attacks my my account takes one account down it's going to take down the other one there's a good chance of that and exactly. then you're left with no revenue no no sales no income so that is obviously kind of high risk the other the other way other you know some some people do it is they create completely separate companies, keep them siloed, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. use, you know, do not access the store from the same, you know, computer, IP. yeah. IPs, mm-hmm. you know, browser, Mac address, don't, you know, it's completely silo and have a moat around each store just because they've seen what can happen if one goes down, it could take down a bunch. And it's just a nightmare uh, for, for, for people's livelihoods, their teams. So yeah. it's really, it really depends on, um, the, the company. I do, you know, I do think Amazon are trying to solve that and, and work towards fixing that um, because awesome. because of the work they're doing with, um, you know, some of the, the aggregators in the space. So very good. Okay, and and now to um, to start concluding, like, uh, can you can we briefly touch on, on what are some of the timeframes when it comes to this? Like. Uh, because people may wonder, like, will this process take a month, two months, a few days? How does it work? Like, based on your experience, how long it takes to usually buy a store and have it on your name and fully operational? Yeah, yeah, really good question. So, you know, generally the process it will take um, the, the the steps is kind of the first step is finding the right store based mm-hmm. on the outcomes of the the business owner. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes we'll have them on our digital shelf, so to speak, where we'll say, okay, well, this is this is going to mm-hmm. potentially get your outcomes. As soon as that's clarified, and as soon as we get the information of the, you know, the new business or the business that wants to be added to the store, that as soon as we get that information, which is handled by our onboarding team, it would take about 10 to 14 business days to fully transfer the store over um, in a compliant way with all of the, the proper steps in a, in a legal way, and then deliver the store to the new um, you know, the new owner. So 10 to 14 business days in, in total. Nice. Very good. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we cover all the key points, like uh, we touch on the benefits, we touch on, on, on some of the challenges and, and the process. So I think it's pretty clear now 
are definitely uh, buying a, an Amazon, uh, established Amazon store is definitely a very good and smart decision for a lot of the case stores we, we touch on. But I'm sure some people might still have some questions uh, and want to dig for it. So to conclude, can you share with us like how people can reach out to you to basically explore this opportunity further? And then as well, uh, if they want to buy a store, like what, what are some of the process to kickstart that? Yeah. Absolutely. So in terms of where you can reach out to us, you just go to um, www.econstores.com forward slash ecomsi. Yeah. So that's good. That's econstores.com forward slash ecomsi. And that will take you to a page where you can actually, you know, if you've got a store that you're actually not using and you're, you're thinking about potentially selling it, you can actually, you know, click on a, a one of the buttons and it will take you to a page where you can have that store evaluated and, and, and get a, you know, an offer for that store. So that's what my team will take care of. You follow the, the steps on the, on the page. Uh, my team will reach out, uh, check your store out and then um, make you an offer. You know, if you're looking awesome. to, you're potentially looking to acquire um, an established store. So, you know, you can do the things we talked about on today's podcast and there'll be another button on that page, which will take you to, you know, that side of things where you can fill in your details, my team will reach out and walk you through the process from start to finish. So that's the two, uh, the two kind of choose your own adventure, so to speak. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate so much for uh, your time, first of all, for sharing your story and, and the wisdom of of this business model. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be intrigued now about, you know, this other face of Amazon about, you know, buying a store, right? And opening a store. And I'm sure uh, a lot of people is going to be interested. So feel free to guys use the link down below. And in the meantime, thank you. And looking forward to have you in the future again to discuss uh, this further. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me okay. and yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.